episode of the Nintendo Routine Podcast. I am Triforce Todd. Joining me today is Wario Will. Yeah, for all those who are currently at the theaters right now, I hope you're enjoying your viewing of the new Dragon Ball movie right now, because apparently one of our co-hosts decided to get buy tickets for it, so I hope you're enjoying that Dragon Ball movie there, Scott. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So like I said, join me today is Wario Will, and that's it. <laughs> yep. For the first time in a while, we are doing a two-man show. Uh, Koopa Keith could show up, or maybe he might not. Maybe or maybe MIA. Might be with Knuckles and Sonic. Might not. Hard to tell. <laughs> we asked another guy. He had some excuse about kids. <laughs> sure, Chan. Sure, Rub it into us single, guys. Okay. I see I see what you're doing there. It's not his fault that he had to go, he decided to jump, take the plunge, and have a married life and have two kids. Well, <laughs> technically, though, isn't it at least half his fault? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh... But yeah, it's just going to be us two today. We, we honestly have to have a lot to talk about and a lot to share with you. And then a little fun little main event based on a lot that's going on in the Pokemon world. But first, what have you been playing? And first, Will, please mm-hmm. help people with how far you have gotten in Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Okay, so just to follow up on the, our last conversation of the last podcast, uh, so I have continued all of my adventures. I'm currently at the 56-hour mark right now, last I checked the clock. Uh, and uh, yeah, I just hit up um, Chapter 4, which I just did the Hero Quest of Esert, which I just uh, recruited him. And so right now I am, uh, let's see if I recall correctly, yeah, finished up that quest and now making my way up into like the next area, I think. Um, it was. It's right after. Ka- Ka- I think Kali Landa was it called. Yeah, after Kali Landa, and I'm I'm at the like the, the city ruins, like a little bit there. I am. Ah, dang, unfortunately, I don't remember the name. But yeah, I just I'm just really after the hero quest of of Isser, and now I'm just making my way up to the, the in the territory past the waterfalls. So that's where I'm at right now. And yeah, <laughs> I know, I know, I'm slow. I'm slow. I'm not like another certain t- uh, leader here who has finished the game already in the past. Uh, is it two weeks, three weeks, give or take? Uh, I, it took me technically two weeks, but I'll get to that. <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm personally for me, I'm just like doing I, all, all as, as I said before, doing all the things, actually doing all the hero quests to unlock all the different character classes, and actually have been doing some uh, legendary hunting as well, uh, hunting the legendary monsters, the, um, the, the unique monsters, just to. Like one, just to get out of the way, as well as unlock unlock them the gravesite just for easy quick uh, quick travel spots. And yeah, I'm currently at level fifty three right now. Yeah, I know I powered level, so I'm more or less o- o- way too OP in this current chapter uh, for in chapter four right now. I just easily blaze through third. And yeah, just recently unlocked the um, the, ba, 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 the Ouroboros orders. So yeah, that's that's where I'm at right now. I know, I know, but yeah, just like finally. Fi- unlocking these new mechanics as well is just one i love it it was probably more there to say i love the music i love the gameplay and the the only thing like if there's like one current wall right now is like i'm not sure you went back um back to the, the beginning area um todd but like there's this one um husk area which the monsters up there are currently level 61 or 64 
at, at that area and that is the thing that's pretty much my my white whale right now because like try to go over there you are gonna get killed in the in, in a, the initial beginning area and that's pretty much what i want to do right now so do all the quests all that and yeah i'm just like anywhere i go as as we mentioned many times over is like so many distractions so many side quests and yeah i just helped it build um connie lambda's canteen aside a side mission so yeah i'm just this game is definitely asking you to explore and yes you can blaze through the story and like get through it as quick as possible and yeah i'm not sure for you you played on normal world right or yeah, hard i played on normal Ah, uh, okay, okay. So uh, pr for me, I chose it on hard mode, so that also been that, that. So it, it's definitely again, this game is asking you to explore, and if you really do have the time to invest in it, by all means, do a side quest because you you are gonna get so much more out of it aside from like the um, the, the basic rewards of coins and other accessories, but uh, the hero quest as well, like fully voiced, all that is just like you get the classes, you you're gonna like get so much from doing all the side quests as well. So if you do have the ch have the time to invest, by all means, definitely exceed what Xenoblade Chronicles 3 has to offer. So yeah, that's by all means, by all means. And aside from that, uh, continuing on, um, yes, recently with Fire Emblem Appears, we just recently had our Choose Your Legend 6 heroes. And oh, yeah. oh boy, I am so glad about this one. Like, I, I know a lot of people were happy. Some people weren't because again, with Tiki, we basically, oh, Tiki wearing their child outfit again. Uh, there's like how many adult tiki's in that outfit which some people were gra granted they were disappointed with our design i was hoping for something uh, uh, unique and different yeah, at I'm least i'm with you there because at least especially when you compare her to the other three mm -mm 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 -mm. She's, like, she's like oh hey we're all in our sunday best and she's like i'm in my regular outfit that i wore like a thousand years ago <laughs> <laughs> right there's no change it's like very little change very little change. I mean, the only major thing was Summer Tiki, and you got all, all uppity about, about it, but I digress. Oh, I, don't get me started on that. <laughs> but aside from, yeah, Tiki, uh, yeah, Legendary Chrome, like, yeah, with his famous outfit from uh, designed by Yusuke Kozaki, uh, Fire Emblem's creator, artist, and as well, uh, Selef, as, and of course, um, Byleth. Uh, Byleth, yeah. Female like, Byleth. Female Byleth, uh, with Sota's outfit. Yeah, yeah those... Like, I I am glad my 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 summon session went well. I went through the whole spark with my ticket, so I only, it took me just about like the hundred and forty five orbs. Yeah, I was like eight ten. Now I dropped down to just below us uh, uh, seven hundred. So thankfully, I got I got magic spark got two, and so yeah, all four heroes, including extra tiki. And so right now I'm good on setting orbs. I'm at seven eleven. So can we to the legendary or whatever next banner would be? But overall, these units quite wordy and it's kind of fun as well because um just briefly because there's only one according to phoenix master one um a fade channel specialist um there's only actually one character that actually may like kind of is a, the perfect counter against these four characters quote unquote and <laughs> it is todd's bane of its existence <laughs> Wait, the bane of my existence recently recently uh... yes I'm trying to think. Like, is it because of the outfit, or I just don't like? <laughs> it's 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 Summer Thor. It's Summer Thor. Oh like, God! Uh, her. <laughs> Apparently, yeah, Summer Thor is currently one of the best flying mages out there, and yes, she is definitely 
an easy like definitely one of those a good solid counter with those with the the chisel then six but that again check out phoenix master one um on his videos to, to see his uh, his uh, thoughts about it but yeah overall fire emblem heroes i'm glad for this um this choose your legends level six and here's hoping for choose your legend seven that i don't know like ah oh, man who 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 should we get for choose a legend seven i i, I gotta look at the roster had, had hers. unfortunately darja is unfortunately kind of very like very well the, like the number 10 spot so i don't think we're gonna get darja anytime soon i know bernie for sure bernie that's definitely that bernie uh Berna. <laughs> yeah all right for me for two i'll start with choose your legends uh, i was i was very pleased with the banner uh, mm -hmm. I liked all the designs outside of Tiki, just because, like you said, it was, it was pretty simple compared. I loved Bialis' outfit. Uh, mm -hmm. you know, it was a, gr a great reference to Sothis, but it made sense that she would wear it. And they even referenced to how in the Forging Bonds, like, I, I don't like it. It's not very practical. And it, <laughs> and right, right, right. And I did you do the, for the entire Forging Bonds event? What? Uh, the Forging Bond events, like the different uh, the side stories and uh, events. What about it? Uh, if you actually, funny enough as well, if you actually continue with uh, Bilef's uh, Forge Your Bonds event, Which I have not, so don't spoil anything. Okay, okay, I won't spoil it, but there is a very nice surprise in that combo. That's what, that's what I'm saying. Like, I only, I've only gotten to the first one, and uh, she was like, Oh, it's not, I just don't think it's practical. And then so this goes, Well, I think your practicality is the problem, then. <laughs> yeah, but once you get to the S rank over that combo, you, you're gonna love that, that Easter egg. Okay. I, I won't spoil it, I won't spoil good, it. Good. How are you already there? It's only been like a day. Uh, yeah, I can't because once I sparked all four heroes, I decided to like, okay, put them all in the team. And once it's like, I just basically use my stamina potion that grind my my butt uh, to the to those conversations. And those conversations are very good. Crom, Aselif, as well as um, but yeah, and Tiki and and Balif's combos, they are definitely very good. So I more or less just like blaze through those yeah. things. With I have better things to do with my day than to grind all through the forging bonds events. Well. Uh, but I will I will do my best before it is done. I usually try and get the S ranks for all four, but sometimes it just doesn't happen, especially with how mm -hmm. everything works. But anyway, uh, I got I, I with my free summon. I chose Byleth just because I thought she had the best outfit of the four. Mm -hmm. Then I summoned Crom about three rounds in, which is kind of nice, 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 nice. Then uh, I went through all. I, I got to 40 summons, and I was like, do I want Seleth or do I want Tiki? And I'm like, no, I like Seleth the best. I like his story. And I liked his outfit because it's a nice reference to Sigurd. So I chose him. And then I realized, oh, yeah, I still got the Forging Bonds. So I can get the four tickets there. And hopefully that'll get me Tiki. But, uh, yeah, I was at 950 orbs because I didn't summon anything from the recent Ninja Banner. So I had plenty to spare. And I'm like, <clears> yeah, <throat> I'm going to go for it. I don't care. And three out of the four ain't bad, especially with how my usual RNG luck goes. <laughs> um, I, I, did, I did get some new characters who I you know haven't summoned before, but they weren't the legendary. I got like Evil Morgan, email female Morgan. Oh, okay, 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 okay. So, okay. And that was she was my last summon. I had like 4.25%. I was like, even if I don't get it here, this will work for the Forging Bonds. And then I get a five star her. I'm like, okay, never mind. Ah, uh, okay. Every time, okay, like, okay. Oh, build up something. It's like, oh, I could get the next character. Like, no, you're going to get this character. It's five stars. Like, I got a five star Rinka randomly. Like, oh, okay. okay. Don't get me wrong. I like strong women, but. You know, I've already got Rinka. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, 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 even like as well, the recent Hero Fest with the 10 free summon tickets with going to the, um, the Moose Bell and uh, Nifo uh, banner, which yeah. funny enough as well, I actually did um, not too long ago, did uh, one ticket summon and actually got uh, Brave Camilla again. Oh, <laughs> so, <yeah>. yes. <laughs> All right. And then, uh, oh, sorry. 
as Will alluded to earlier, I have completed my run of uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 3. And by say completed, I mean gotten to story beginning, to story end. Uh, it took two extra days than I was planning, but I was also gone for two days because of C2E2. So I feel like that's still within my two weeks. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I got done late Sunday, and then I went right to writing my review so I could have it up on Monday. And uh, I cried. I cried at the I end. I can only imagine. I can only imagine. Oh, I, can't, I, can, I can literally say nothing about the ending, Will, for oh so many reasons. There is something in that ending. Like, you want to talk an Easter egg? There is something in that. Actually, there's multiple things in the ending. But there is one thing in the ending that we have to talk about when you find out about it. It's a blink and you miss it moment. But if you, when you see it, take a screenshot of it. You'll know what it is. You, you will know. You will. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, you exactly. piqued my interest. You piqued my interest. Your reaction shows you haven't had it spoiled online. Good, because I had neither, and it's it's huge. It's it's huge. Okay. But like the ending was so heartbreak. Oh, dang it, that's a spoiler. Um, <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, it's let's just say it's emotional. All right, all right. Heartbreaking is relative, but it's emotional. Like you will feel it, which I loved. I loved that when we got to this ending. It had that emotion. Like, think about Xenoblade Chronicles. Wait, you didn't beat Xenoblade Chron Chronicles 2, did you? Unfortunately. Dang it! I can't talk about that any either then. Okay, you beat the first game, though, right? <laughs> Why do I even have you on the show, Will? Fine. Uh, each of those Xenoblade games has an emotional ending. But with 3, I feel it's the most deserved. Mm, okay, okay, okay. Really, they really built it up to this crescendo. And then it happens, and you're like... Oh, that's what happens, and then you're then the ending line is just wow, and it ties everything. Okay, I it doesn't explain everything. There's one big mystery that I, I still don't have the answer to, and I don't know if we'll actually get it, uh, in like a side quest or whatever. Okay, but, okay, okay. Um, it's it's a really complex ending, but in the good way. It ties everything together. It does. It does. This is not a spoiler because I'm sure you would have expected this it does explain the connection to, to two and one <clears throat> like it does it in a meaningful way and you understand certain references that have happened to that point between to the other two games um my only gripe about the ending outside of some ambiguousness which i think they were doing for a fair reason uh the boss the ending boss fight they do a really good ending boss fight but it is uh, I'm going to spoil this slightly for you, Will. It is five stages long. Five stages? Five, five stages. Each one different. And if you lose one, you go all the way back to the beginning. I got killed because, as you know, I like to have three healers on my team, with my seventh member being Issert, ironically enough. And I was I was grinding, and I made it through. I made it to the fifth stage. He had, like, a, less than a fifth of his health bar left final boss you know the final boss you've seen him in the game but uh i have him to a fifth of his health left and then he does this random attack that he's never done before he wipes out all three of my healers in one shot and I have no, uh, yeah i, have no I hate those moments i hate those moments and i have no one else to heal me and so like i die and i i'm like waiting for the okay are you ready to retry the battle and i'm like yeah i'm ready and then it's like nope and they take me right back to right before the ending battle. And I know some of you will say, well, Todd, that's how a lot of final bosses go. That happened in Kingdom Hearts and that happened in other games. And like, maybe, but that doesn't mean you have to do it. 
I do not recall other games being that punishing. I mean, maybe from software games, yeah. sure, but like doing a five stage final fight. Yeah, and I was, and for the record, I was appropriately leveled. I was, I think, one level, one or two levels above the boss, which in this game is enough. It's just, it's you really don't want to be under leveled. If you're on the same level or above, you should be fine. But like again, it was this was one cheap shot. My healers were all in like one area, and then they got hit with this area attack, wiped them all out, and all of a sudden I have no healers. Yeah. I have three, so that that doesn't happen. All I needed was one of them to live, and I would have been fine. Right, 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 right. But right. no, it was oh, I'm gonna wipe all three of them out with like one fifth of his health bar, and I had to go all the way back, and then I had to come all the way back again, and I got him on the second run, but it was just like that 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 tasted sourly to me. Mm. Um. Without spoiling too much, my review is up, but my score is 4.5 out of 5, which breaks a long string of 4s that I've been giving her. <laughs> um, I love this game. This is my favorite Xenoblade by far. Um, the characters, the world, um, the way it ended, it was all very beautiful. Like it, it, When I say it's deserved, I mean that in the sense of they built the story and these characters in a way to where it's meaningful and not forced. Like, mm -hmm, there are parts of two where I liked it, but like it's not a spoiler, but like the relationship between Rex and Pyra, okay, and, and even Mithra, there are points of it where it's just like, why is this happening? And then uh, okay, they okay, throw okay, Nia okay. in there, and it's, it's just like okay, and but with this, it all feels deserved. And when we mm -hmm. get to a certain crescendo with a certain two characters, it feels so meaningful because you know that they worked their butts off to get to that point in their relationship mm, so like more art of organic uh, yeah, very organic. that's perfectly worded it's, it was very organic because and i know this is, is going to sound like really philosophical and all that but we all know the tropes like especially in, for sure, for sure, especially for sure. in anime you know protagonist meets girl they're gonna fall in love you know, that's just the way, like, look at Avatar, even. Like, you knew that him and Katara, I think, and Katara <laughs> were going to get together. And they enforced that fact through the first seven episodes in the most painful way possible. I, like, rewatched those first seven episodes. Aang is just, like, hitting on Katara <laughs> constantly, worse than Sokka ever was. Anyway, but in all these games, even in Xenoblade, with, like, uh, Rex and Pyra and Mithra and uh, Shulk and Fiora, to an extent, it felt so forced. <laughs> with a certain two characters I know, I'm pretty sure you can guess who will but it was so organic that it was meaningful even when you thought okay this is going to happen here it doesn't and you're in chapter 4 right now so you're you're getting close to a major <laughs> plot point which I will not spoil I, I, I refuse to spoil it for you but it's a huge moment and it feels so earned and everything that happens after that is so earned and then when it gets to that ending it's it's beautiful and the game is just well put together. I know you were joking with me about the side quest earlier. I ended the game at about 62 hours. So uh, okay. Only okay. 10 hours behind me, and you're like, uh, I think it was eight chapters. So you're like four chapters behind me. So mm -hmm. you're going to be like getting up there. I did 62 hours with doing a ton of side quests. I did a whole bunch of the greens. I did a bunch of hero quests. Then I found out via uh, Kyle, uh, another member of, a, of our Outer Haven crew, that there was a hero I didn't even get. There's a guy called Triton that I never even heard of. Like, there was no indication. Like, you can get the hero quest both organically and by hitting the right side quest at the right time. And so I thought I had gotten everybody. 
but I didn't. And that's that's really interesting because that means that there's even more to explore in this world. And I know that I did not touch every area in the <laughs> game. Uh, I wasn't able to complete every side quest for various reasons. But it, there was just so much to do and you felt like you wanted to do it. You <laughs> wanted to do the side quests. You wanted to do the hero quests. You wanted to, you know, have fun with these characters and see where it all went to. Um I can't remember. Did you? Were you the one who got to Ashera recently, or was that Kyle? Ah, uh, no, that's Scott. That's oh, Scott. Scott. Oh yeah, when you meet Ashera, you'll see why she's my new waifu. <laughs> I wonder. Okay, I, I, okay, okay. I, I like him crazy. What can I say? But there's so much to enjoy, and as I noted in my review, the subtitle is "Fighting for Life and Its True Meaning." There are so many questions about life in this game, and it doesn't feel forced because of how they set up the world, how they explain through all the characters. Everyone has a different perspective, and it's really beautiful how it all weaves together and my only problems were the boss fights they can get way too long and i know you've probably experienced it at this point well but you'll like you'll face a boss and then oh this isn't even my final form and so you'll beat them cutscene, another fight and like that fight could have taken like 10 minutes beforehand i gotta add like another 10 minutes doing all the same strategies all over again and try and get to that top to that you know that combo that you love and all that and yeah then, the chain attacks yeah exactly and it's just it can get grating on you Really yeah, can. especially when you face off against a council members, like it's just yes. it, yeah. When when you face out, okay, like when you face off, like like in the beginning battles, like when you face against Edo, and then you gotta face off against the council, like a two a two stage uh, boss fight. It's just like yeah, and, and even like for normal enemies as well, like even normal monsters, be it legendary or rare monsters, yeah, those battles. And if you're like not properly leveled enough, they, those battles can easily go on for like ten or fifteen, yeah, even ten minutes. So, and there yeah. were times when I would face monsters that were like under leveled to me, and they would still kill me. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like yeah, especially for like big crowd, like like multiple uh forty, like even multiple low level monsters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So and then for me, and I, and I know specifically in my review. If you're in handheld mode, the graphics aren't the best. Like, it's a serious downgrade, but then, like, I hear, you know, I know you're on the television, so you said you didn't notice that. So, like, that's fine, but, like, if you're, you know it's going to be on handheld mode for some people. Like, they're only going to play in handheld <laughs> mode, so why wouldn't you optimize the graphics there? But, you know, these are, these are some small nitpicks, but they do bring it down a little, but this is still my favorite Xenoblade game. Uh, if you do go into my review, it is littered with spoilers to a certain point. Um, for example, I go right up until where we actually go to the city. So mm, okay, I, okay, I, okay, okay. I know you're not there yet, Will, but obviously, I appreciate sure you could guess that you're gonna get to the city. Right, right. To see the ruins and all that. So exactly. Yeah. So, uh, beware if you have if you don't want to get anything spoiled. But I highly recommend this game. This is a really fun title. I have no doubt that I will return to it eventually, especially with the DLC that especially apparently is gonna expand the story. I'm very curious about how they're going to do that without spoiling. Uh, like, right. Remember, with, with Xenoblade 2, they did uh, Torna, which was a prequel. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. That yeah, yeah. allowed them to like touch on the story without messing with the ending. I'm very curious about how they're going to do that here. Right, right. And can you, I, like, don't, you... I don't feel there's room for a prequel here. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, from a prequel, including, like, the, apparently they're adding new heroes as well. So, I wonder how that's going to affect us that as well. So, yeah. I'm curious. Uh, yeah, definitely curious, like, how they're going to explain more of that. Is it going to do post-game or, like, or yeah. what? Like, where are they going to take it in the timeline? Yeah, yeah. No idea. So, go play the game. Highly recommend it. And then when Will ever gets done, we're going to have 
the you, yeah. we already have a main event set. Like, <laughs> worry not, worry not. I am like this is definitely the, probably if not the only Xenoblade game that actually has caught my full attention. That's yeah. really rare. So I, I promise you, well, when you get to the end and you see the final cutscenes and you see the things I'm talking to you about, we're gonna have a main event about it. Just about that point, just this one thing that mm. sets everything on fire. <laughs> All right, all I right. seriously am surprised you have not been spoiled on this, so try to avoid it because it is wow, it's amazing. Worry not, I'm avoiding spoilers like on Twitter, like wow, like getting the plague, so like worry not, worry all not. Right. <laughs> all right, but if you have beaten Xenoblade Chronicles 3, feel free to reach out to me on Twitter at guardians underscore comic. I'll happily talk about it with you because this was a really fun game to play. So now we have the news, which ironically. There was a lot of it's and it's very, very diverse. So it's time to go down the warp pipe. And first, we're going to talk about a slew of Pokemon news, starting with right now in London, the Pokemon World Championships are going on. Ah! Uh, it's the first time in three years that they've mm -hmm. done this because of this thing called COVID. I don't know if you remember that. <laughs> But, yes, they are going on right now, and the president of the Pokemon company himself went on stage and noted that on Sunday, which I'm guessing is the last day of the championships, we will be getting more Pokemon Scarlet and Violet news. Oh. oh yeah. So he, he gave no indication of uh, what it's going to be, but we can obviously speculate. My, the safe bet is new Pokemon, obviously. <laughs> show like images on a screen at the crowd go wild or whatever um i would we'll show, show off more characters including maybe. team leaders yeah maybe. yeah I, w I wouldn't mind them uh revealing like one of the story path options because if you recall we only have there's gonna be three yep yeah, 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 and yeah. so we know about victory road but what, what are the other two maybe we'll get a hint there but uh definitely uh be ready for that uh we will report it the moment we hear about it so stay tuned second we have uh, a free game from the Pokemon Company, more or less. If you have Nintendo Switch Online, which a lot of you should, you will be able to get Pokken Tournament mm -hmm. starting right now and going until the 31st. So it, it'll be the full game. And obviously, if you like with other free games, if you buy it later, you can transfer the data. And if you get it during the free trial period, you will get it for 30% off. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's a good deal. And yeah, like it, it, like if, like from what I played or poking briefly, it is definitely like it's a weird kind of fighting game, but at the same time, it is definitely has that niche appeal, like a, a Pokemon fighting game. Yeah. Like so, if you haven't get get a chance to try that, by all means, like try it out now, see how it feels, and like yeah, see what your favorite main is in this in this interesting fighter. Yeah. But overall, I, it is definitely a trial. To definitely I try got out. the game on the on the Wii U form. I didn't get DX, but uh, I got the original game, and it was fun. I mean, this was made by the Tekken people, hence why it's called Pokken Tournament. And they did a decent job in you know, making it a compelling fighting game. It's very strategic. It's not a button mash. If you button mash, you will lose. Um, it does take some work to get into. You will have to find your favorite character. Mine was Lucario. I was, I was just able to work with him very, very well. But there are so many different Pokemon that you can use. We'll be talking about it a little bit, a little bit later. The roster, not the best in terms of actually like putting it together there's some really curious choices there but 
they did what they were supposed to do. The game sold well. And then it came to the Switch and it sold even better. So if you're looking for another Pokemon game to kind of fill your void until Scarlet and Violet come out in November, here you go. And again, right, got, right, right, got right. it free until the 31st. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, next up, and this is a heartwarming story heartwarming story the pokemon company has revealed that they are going to be donating 25 million dollars to various charities over the next five years oh i know their goal is to build and help those who do build better and equal communities um i i i'll i i should have brought up the company name so i'll I'll do that right now but they uh they're going through a whole good set of charities that are trying to build up young people and oh here we go uh it's very respectable it's where was it there we go uh they're going to be assisting black girls code central unica des das favelas sorry for butchering that and stop aapi hate which totally support that oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um so they're supporting charities because they believe in um helping build up communities they even reference like oh we're, we're doing this to support the future pokemon trainers of the world yeah that's the one way of putting it. there we go uh we are dedicated to leveraging that unique ability and the support we've received from our broad community of trainers to be a positive force in the lives of children and create a more equitable inclusive world in which we can all flourish beautifully said should have just went right to that um so yeah i i dig this I dig this because, for no other reason, they can, they can afford it. <laughs> that they can. I mean, the Pokemon, how much money they have made on Pokemon EX trainers, especially with the recent events, or the Pokemon recent Gacha banner. And, like, again, they have made a lot of money at the Pokemon licensing. And, yeah. like, I, like, again, the fact that it's been more... It feels like, 30, yeah, 30 years now since, since the original Red and Blue and even the cartoon days. And... 26, but close enough. <laughs> okay okay but yeah all these years and now like so we're seeing the new generation of pokemon trainers these kids yeah. now now like basically getting into pokemon and now with scarlet and violets like again it's like invest in the future oh he was hoping they got a better future than what we had when growing <laughs> up again like back in our day we only we, we were back at the beginning of the internet and now everyone's got the internet and like oh god i feel back now. In my day when you I sound like an train. old man i am an old man dang it i'm almost 33 Back in my day, we only traded with Link cables. Let's uh, cable, grandfather. It was these really annoying things that hooked our Game Boys together. It was so terrible. You know, remember that 14-4 bought modems and... <laughs> oh, oh, Dial-up internet, baby. Dial-up internet. Also, if you can't tell, ladies and gentlemen, Koopa Keith's in the house. I am in the house. <laughs> I know. I'm I in my house. I hope we're all in the house, because it would be really odd if we're doing this anywhere else. Well, I could be outside on my phone. <laughs> you, would, you would do a podcast on your phone outside. I've like done it plenty of times. It's, when it's nice out, unlimited data. You are old. Jeez. I am. Oh, I told you I'm over 33. I'm unlimited tangled. data, man. Get with the times, Grandpa. I, I'm I am on a family plan. All right, and we have a certain amount of data, and my parents barely use any except for their jobs. <laughs> you know, same for me. Same for me. And I have Wi-Fi, so I don't have to use data that way when I'm at home. But anyway, uh, well, glad you're here, Keith. Got, uh, traffic really was a killer, wasn't it? <laughs> I was traffic, and you know how you know sometimes family goes, and you know, yeah, uh, like uh, <laughs> can I just leave me alone? <laughs> <laughs> and, and yeah, I somehow want a wife. Anyway, 
Uh, we, were, we were just talking about Poke the Pokemon company is going to be donating $25 million to charities to build up the uh, next generations of tra trainers, more or less. And uh, they can afford it because the last two years have been record profits. And this year is no difference between Arceus and Go and upcoming Scarlet and Violet. So I'm actually really proud of the Pokemon company for trying to build up the next generation. How about you? Well, you know, that's a great sentiment. I don't play Pokemon. I have yet to play a Pokemon hey. game. Maybe that'll change. But anytime somebody donates to help make something better, it's always a good gesture. I agree. Always. My only complaint, they could do more. Like I said, they could afford it. They've had record two record years of profits. Like, double that, triple that. Let's. See. It's like those commercials you see on TV that say, "Hey, you know, give your own money and help these children." And it's like, but you've got thousands upon millions upon billions of dollars. Why don't you do it? You do it. Yeah. Uh. So, but again, I, Pokemon Company, love you. Thank you for doing this, and I hope that uh, the, the various organizations you are helping really appreciate that and take the initiative to even go that extra step okay all right uh let's see okay this is this is one for uh, definitely me and will fire emblem he uh warriors three hopes has officially crossed the one million sold mark yeah wow patchy, patchy, patchy. yeah so we've also been wondering about this because when we got the sales data from uh, nintendo three warriors oh, sorry three houses wasn't on it because of the third party title technically and now we know that it has crossed a million in less than two months, which is impressive because, you know, once you're, any game that gets over a million is a success in at least some form. Uh, as I was talking with Will Scott about this, I was a little surprised it wasn't more because of what happened with Age of Calamity. But then they reminded me, well, Breath of the Wild sold over, well, we had like 25 million units and <laughs> that would help build up the base of Calamity versus Three Houses sold 3.5 million. So technically, more Fire Emblem fans did Three Hopes than Zelda fans did Age of Calamity. <laughs> think, think about it, Will. Think of the numbers. 20, 20, let's just say 20 million. 20 million and then 3.5 for Calamity. No, let's just go 4 million. So that's a fifth of the players got Calamity. But if 3.5, let's just say 4, 4 million got three houses and one million got three hopes that's one fourth so fire emblem fans represent baby fire emblem fans represent. uh if you want to do the hard cold calculus on that on the, on the sample size then yes yeah. i suppose so cold equations baby cold equations <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i'm very glad that three hopes ha has passed that uh million solar mark and even though because honestly this game itself can really satisfy a lot of hours i mean if not what for Xenoblade chronicles 3 i i imagine this game will probably like eat up a lot of people's time if anything else just because of one the three paths and of course the different characters level up grinding grinding and whatsoever but then again that's what a musou game is so yeah. but i digress but yeah, I'm just really glad that this game is like a good Solid Warriors game, like definitely in that path after Age of Calamity. And yeah, here's hoping that one, Koei Tecmo, please take this as note that yeah, we gave you a million sales. So how about you improve upon that formula and like do it so be respectful a bit more on Nintendo IPs, which they have been respectful. They have very much so. So yes, so Keith, definitely improve upon that, and yeah, don't don't screw up. <laughs> Keith, are you? I know Scott's a big Warriors guy. Do you do the Warriors games at all? Um, not as much as I used to. No. I mean, the only Warriors I know you played, boss, was the Gundam Musou games. If I recall correctly, correct? Right. Right. Well, Gundam is awesome. 
Tell. Yes, it is. Say it louder for the people in the back. <laughs> and all the people. Gundam is awesome. I mean, it's so awesome that it's outselling Dragon Ball in North America. <clears throat> Ayo. <clears throat> wait, wait, wait. What? Really? Yeah. Like Gundam as a franchise or Gundam as a game? Gundam as a franchise. Really? Yeah. That's surprising me. Not, not because I don't like Gundam, but like, how though? Like, I'm asking honestly, because like, I know they just announced a new anime with the witch one. Um, the witch from Mercury. Yeah, the witch from Mercury. But like, Dragon Ball's got a lot more recent stuff. So how's Gundam outselling Dragon Ball? I don't know. But here you go. Bandai Namco Fiscal Year 2023 Q1. Dragon Ball is up year over year. Blah, blah, blah. However, Gundam is taking it, taking the number one spot by 1.5 billion. Billion. Right? Or is it crazy? Dollars? I mean, Gundam is definitely one of those series that's just that big. I think the biggest thing for Gundam is the fact that Gunplas are just, you know, when it comes to marketing, there's not really much out there in terms of Dragon Ball, except for (laughs) Sigmas and whatnot, but there's like tons of Gundam models. Yeah, yes. Gundam Model Kids, it is a separate beast. It that is, is a separate yeah. beast. Yeah, and then you've got you've got so many different versions of Gunplus. You know, you've got the beginner grades, you've got the master grades, and people go crazy over that stuff. Oh, Literally, yeah, for they sure, go for completely sure. crazy. They're, right now, the biggest thing is Bandai Namco is stopping certain regions from selling their Gunplus kits because they don't want them to run out of Gunplus in there. Supplying North America with his own Gunplus kits. People, people are getting really mad about that. Like, why are you doing this? Give me my gumpla. Ridiculous. Uh, when yeah. I was at when I was at C2E2, uh, Keith, uh, I, I was walking the floor, which I barely got to do, but I, I found a booth that was just stocked with with Gundam kits. Like I and I was like, oh, Keith would love to be here right now. Like the big like a lot of big models of the major major Gundams and all that. Um. But yeah, like that, that's fascinating. Like I really wouldn't have, especially with like Super and the movies. I really would have thought that for and I know Fortnite's a little early now to uh, 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 Okay. Actually, uh and we'll get to that, but I I, I definitely don't want to talk about that for a reason that Will will very much understand. But uh, I I find that fascinating that Gundam is doing better than Dragon Ball. Like when, I, I grew up on Gundam. I did. When when you're done with this podcast, either today or Tomorrow, whenever you get some time, go look up the Gunpla Builders World Cup. There's literally a championship for mm-hmm. Gunpla makers. Wow. Show the world what they can do. That is incredible. And just look at that stuff. I wanted some of those kits when I was young. Like, I remember uh, when I was watching the greatest Gundam anime, which is, of course, Gundam Here we go. Gundam, Here we... Gundam Wing, baby. There was the Toonami used to hold these contests for to get like some of the Gundam models. Like I remember they had Gundam Gundam Wing Zero, they had Gundam Three, which I loved because it was Troas. Um and they would say like call into this number and you can have a chance to win a Gundam. And I would like the moment we had this is when we had like the hardline phones, right? So oh, I had to go over the TV, yeah. I had to run to my phone and then like type in the number and hope I had it right. And I never won. I never won one single one. But if I had the room and I had the ability, because my hands just they're terrible when it comes to crafting stuff. I would definitely be that guy that builds all the Gundams. I would love to do that because I, I would just love to like look at them. Like you know me, Will. I love buying like the statues and all that, but I, I don't assemble them. I mean, except the Ike one, but that was really easy. But, <laughs> really, like, I had to remove his head to put on his scarf. It was really creepy. But like, I, I mean, I love putting together gumplas, but these people—they're just like on a 
another level. Mm-hmm. So, like, mm-hmm. no, not another level. Like five or six levels. They're ridiculous. Wow. The singe marks and everything. The battle damage. They're, they're crazy. The fine, yeah, the fine details. Like it they is are crap. So it is like a little crap. Amazing when they do it. Yeah, so, so they're like, uh, like top tier cosplayers. Like the yes. ones who go like above and beyond. And you're like, you made that. Like those kinds of yes. Things? Wow. To all you gunplay players or gunplay makers out there, I know you're listening to this podcast clearly, but uh, thank you for being you and your dedication. I am in awe. So, they're amazing. They are amazing, <laughs> clearly. Uh, okay, I gotta talk about Dragon Ball and Fortnite. Uh, this is causing so much crap online. I'm so uh, pissed off. I, I I am not a fan of this. I am go, I am literally not a fan. Please explain. Go ahead. It's sacrilege. It's it's <laughs> Dragon Ball. Dragon Ball. Look. Okay, look at this. Hey, look, I killed you with my assault rifle. Assault rifles don't hurt Dragon Ball characters. What? And every Dragon Ball show, there's always some villain or somebody shooting one of the main characters with a gun, and they go, what are you doing? (laughs) What are you doing? It was literally in the first episode with Raditz, yes. And uh, in Dragon Ball Super, uh, Goku got almost conned by some villains, and they shot at him, and he caught the bullet. So this is ridiculous. This yeah. is completely ridiculous. I don't like the fact that they're doing their stupid dances. Uh, uh, they're teaming up with Batman. And Beerus doing the yoiki spoiky. Like, it's like, uh, I I just can't. I, I, I do want to give one thing. And that is the meme community. And like the mm. people who can actually draw and make their own memes. I saw one of Beerus and Wiss. It was Beerus is shooting an assault rifle. And Wiss goes, Master, don't you think this is a little too much? Did you hear what he said to me, Wiss? He says I played like a bot. This is my honor we're talking about here. <laughs> like, yeah, 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 yeah. I saw that, that one. Beerus I saw that one. That. But no, yeah. like, everybody is going crazy about this because it's not even just like the, the fact that this shouldn't be happening at all, but uh, the model for Goku is severely under-muscled, both mm. in his regular form and in Ultra Instinct. Um, they're terrible. The models are not good. They're so thin. Beerus is okay, but no, oh, yeah, but, but that's hard to screw up. I mean, yeah, and Bulma was, was heavily nerfed. Bulma was heavily nerfed. So, Stop it, Will. Know. Stop it, Culture Boy. Stop it. <laughs> but, uh, Stop it. Nerf this anyway. But one of the th- favorite things was that uh, during this in the recent Dragon Ball movie, the voice of Goku, Sa- Sean Shamel, I believe it is. Sean 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 Shamel, yeah, yeah. yeah. He was asked who would win the fight between Goku versus Superman. Oh, oh not this again. And he said Goku would win because, and I'm basically quoting here, he would let Superman go to the sun and charge up as much as possible. And then if he was to lo- start losing the fight, he would instant transmission him to a place without a yellow sun, and then he would win. And my death battle senses went right the heck off. And I even tweeted at him in a very respectable manner. And I spoke, I'm serious. I'm serious. I said, Mr. Deshamel, I'm not going to argue about what you said, but please watch this death battle. It explains everything. It's worth a watch. I was very respectful. Though. I was not that guy on the internet. I promise. <laughs> I was raised differently. Right, Keith? Anyway. Um, it's so- ridiculous. I Look, guys, this this fight is... <laughs> all these death battles are ridiculous. Superman but, but would, put, would kill Goku in a couple of hits. Just stop exactly. it, guys. But here's the other thing. It's like... He said that he would let Superman charge up as much as he wants. Okay, but that would l- let him go into God-level Superman. And he said, well, but Goku's a god. Okay, Superman's beaten Darkseid, who's like the ultimate god. He's the anti-life god, and he's beaten him. Uh, also, Goku does not know about Superman's ability to gain power from the sun. He, he can't, is. He, can't he has, Apparently, mind. he has not heard about Superman Prime. Exactly. There you go. Uh, so I was, I was um, Superman Prime. Yeah. 
and then the biggest thing was like, oh, he'll instrument transmission him away. Okay, let's just say he does that. Superman will know he gets weaker. He'll fly away. Goku canonically cannot breathe in space. It's canon. Look it up. Yeah. <laughs> Frieza even yeah. says, I can breathe in space, and you can't. They and even he, did a Team Four Star one about that. He's like, apparently, I can't breathe in space. Exactly. <laughs> he can go to the outer atmosphere, which is what he does in uh, Battle of the Gods against Beerus. He's in the outer atmosphere, but he cannot survive in the vacuum of space. Superman can. He could fly away and just go to a yellow sun, and Goku can't instant transmission it to Superman because he'll, he'll be in space and he can't breathe. So, yeah. That was bad. And then Dom also, oh, wait, 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 wait. Go ahead. He would have to know where he's going to enter transmission him. No, well, that's first place. Yes, but that wouldn't be the hardest thing because he could, like, for example, go to like King Kai's planet, which is not near a yellow sun. So all he would have to know is a location that does not have a yellow sun, which could be any of a number of planets. Goku has canonically been to multiple planets. So this is true. This is true. Uh, but my favorite thing was that one of the hosts of Death Battle, uh, Chad James. He went into Fortnite as Goku and put on his Twitter feed that he was hunting every single Goku player out there. Uh... He put out a wanted poster for all Gokus and said, I am coming for you. And he literally went on his Twitch stream and just went solely after every Goku player. It was the funniest thing ever. <laughs> I love it. The fact that this uh, this IP of Fortnite again, the fact we had Street Fighter, Alien vs Predator, uh, Rick and Morty, Star Wars, yeah. LeBron James yeah. in this thing is yeah. like, like <laughs> Naruto and everything, all this thing is like, what else? Like this all this, like madness of a crossover is like. Yeah, it's like one. It's perfect for the memes. Fine, that's yes. that's pretty much all, all it really is. But this Fortnite just become the official meme meme machine now. The fact that you have Dwayne the Rock Johnson <laughs> is thing and John Cena. Yeah, I'm completely like, tired of this. I'm I'm tired of this. It's I ridiculous. Wanna, I, all I want to say is, hey, Doctor Strange, this is my multiverse of madness. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Uh, next up we have. Okay, this is an interesting one. Uh, Street Fighter Three. A very interesting tidbit came out about this game from one of its developers. Apparently, when it was being made, it wasn't supposed to be a Street Fighter title. After the success of Street Fighter 2, apparently Capcom wanted to break apart the team to make other fighting games that were like Street Fighter, but not Street Fighter. And one of the developers noted that after a while, they realized that you know this game kind of looked and felt like Street Fighter, so they just made a Street Fighter. Which makes perfect sense because if you think about it, it's got a lot of new characters in that game. It, even the boss is different because it's not M. Bison, it's Gil. So this is another one of those cases where you know you started doing one thing and it's like, oh, that looks like this game, and I was like, okay, fine, we'll put it under this banner. Right, right. Like during the age of like multiple fighters and like World Warrior and all that, yeah. Yeah. I just found this fascinating because you're like you don't think about this thing when the game comes out like oh this and, and i even saw some comments on reddit when i where i found the story and it was they were saying oh yeah that makes sense because this just feels like a different kind of street fighter game and i'm like there you go so and of course we all know this happened with a uh, star fox adventures where it was supposed mm -hmm. to be dinosaur planet and then uh... like, oh that looks like star fox let's just make it a star fox game look at me go wrong i mean it <sighs> As a Street Fighter fan here, I, I wouldn't say it doesn't feel like a Street Fighter. It, it's just they wanted to do something completely different, and unfortunately, it, it didn't. It didn't work out the way they planned. Yeah. And of course, like you know, a couple key characters were not supposed to be in there. And then we had Street Fighter, 
what was it street fighter then double impact and then yeah. third strike they were like nope we can't do this this game is not doing well and commercially <laughs> it did not do well regardless interesting yeah uh, and that's why it took a while to get street fighter 4 which was fine then street fighter 5 which was you know kind of a debacle and so who knows what's going to happen with street fighter 6 i have high hopes for 6 you do they've learned ono is no longer around capcom okay. um so they they are rectifying things that they've screwed up in five and the reception of the game so far at least the demo has been this game is amazing good right right showing up the new characters like the especially with that new intro with jury and um what was the new ah shoot what was uh, her character name dang it. kimberly oh kimberly thank you thank you yeah what, just what, all... do you, what do you think of the game face feature keith because i think it's dumb yeah, i so think I, it's dumb. <laughs> i think it's so weird like they were showing jury who is this very serious you know, slightly sadistic she's sadistic, sadistic character and she's doing like the like like uh, off the face like baby faces like you know like things you would do for a child to make it in to make them laugh and like this is a, a, basically one of the assassins of the of the series doing these faces and it's like why like the whole like walking sideways up to the fight screen sure that's kind of cool in its own way and you could do some fun things with that but then you like you're starting to, like move their faces around i will never use it i will <laughs> i will never use it i will never use it that's just silly I will never use it. I mean, if they're just trying to do something because of low time, I mean, okay, great. But, <laughs> no, let's not do that. I mean, I'll, I'll give props when they introduce it. Alex had a freaking uh, custom taunt with Hadouken. <laughs> like, for real. I love that. I love that. <laughs> All right. Uh, okay, this next one, I'm, I'm very curious about your thoughts, Keith, because I know you're, you're honestly the more technical of all of us. Nope, lies. Ha, ha, ha. All right. Reggie Fisame is. Uh oh. Well, wait, why? why no, go that? ahead. No, why go ahead. Because okay. it's Reggie. My body is not ready. Well, <laughs> I, I, after my back injury, my body is definitely not ready. Anyway, um, he was doing a, a podcast, as he's been doing a lot of, honestly, and he noted that Nintendo, as of at least three years ago, was making a universal controller that would hook up to Nintendo. PlayStation or Xbox systems. It was based a, a literal universal controller. And he goes, imagine an adaptive controller that you could play with your latest Xbox, PlayStation, or Nintendo. That's what we were working on three years ago. End quote. And he says he doesn't know if it's still out there, but or if it's still being worked on. But he does hope that it gets made so that gamers can have that kind of universal feel on whatever system they love. And he even he even referenced that if you remember the Xbox adaptive controller where you could like build it like a Lego set or kind of sort of uh, to get your personal feel, that was their base plate for them to build up and try to make this universal controller. Um, do you think we'll ever get something like that, Keith? No, but at the same time, we don't need to because we have adapters that do that for us already. Ah. A good example are fight sticks. There are fight sticks for PlayStation, for Xbox, and there are Brooks is a good example. Brooks makes different adapters that you can use your PlayStation controller on your Xbox or on your or on your Wii U or or other older platforms or vice versa. So we already had that ability. Interesting. Yep. That's why I wanted to ask you because I knew I figured you would be the one to know about this. Yep. Already got it. <laughs> well, we got it in a certain way. Let's, because you know you need the adapters clearly yeah but i mean they've been doing this for, i mean for years yeah. literally i'm sorry I, decades they've been doing this for decades <laughs> fair enough i mean i do see the appeal though of like not needing adapters it's like oh here's my controller i can plug it into whatever system i'm on because i know that there are some people who want that uh that 
familiar feel no matter what system they're on. Like, I'm playing, uh, I forgot to talk about some of I've been playing, but I've been playing Spider-Man Remastered, and I'm having a hard time with the combat system because of how it works on the keyboard. And then I saw someone else say, well, yeah, on the controller, it's a lot better. Wait, you're playing it on a keyboard? Yeah. What is wrong with you? <laughs> that's just that's just how it rolls. Go get an Xbox or or Dual or DualShock, DualSense controller. <laughs> I've never had the need. I mean, seriously, I every up until now, every game that I've played, whether it was Mass Effect or Call of Duty or uh, Batman Arkham, I've played it all on keyboard. It's been fine. Uh, I mean, I've had had a little trouble with Arkham uh, Arkham Knight, but that's just because they changed the scheme too much. I was too used to it. But with Spider-Man, I have, like, so many buttons I need to press to, like, dodge and do the web shooting. And it wasn't as complicated in Batman, and I, that's throwing me off. And so, but then I think it was Kyle or it was Scott said that he played it on controller and the combat system feels fine. I'm like, yeah, oh, well, that's I appreciate that, but I don't have a controller. <laughs> so Yeah, controllers make the game a lot better. But going back to what you said uh, for not having uh, an adapter, you know, that's where I, I, I don't want to say this in the wrong context but a good example again is going back to fighting sticks there are fighting sticks that can be used on playstation 4 uh playstation 3 and pc because of usb and then there's also fighting sticks that be used on pc and uh, also xbox 360 and xbox one and xbox Series x because they were made that way the problem that we'll never have what reggie's trying to do i'll put it that way That's because right. there's always going to be a company that doesn't want to play ball a good example with <laughs> <laughs> a good a good example is the Xbox uh, adaptive controller, and they were trying to get it to for to use on every every console without um without having some adapter. But you know, Sony was like, no. I think Nintendo was like, no as well. Really interesting. Yeah, so it's it's really a shame because that adapter is amazing and it's great for people who aren't able to play games in a con traditional controller. So it's a great thing that Microsoft went and did that. Now I could be wrong. I think maybe Nintendo did work with Xbox. I actually looked that up, but but, but uh, Sony was like, "No, we're not playing nice." I mean, I I, I can see the appeal of having it, uh, especially when at one time I had multiple consoles. I had a PlayStation and N Nintendo, um, and I know people who have like all the consoles because they they just want them all. But, yeah, I, I can see why there's always going to be that resistance to it for various reasons. But I, a man can dream. A man whose body is ready can absolutely dream. No, you need an adapter for the Switch as well. Fair but the, the adapters are pretty cheap. And, yeah, yeah, I mean, having something universal would be nice. That's yeah. just that's in the same way of saying, hey, eventually we'll play PlayStation and Xbox and Switch games or Nintendo games on a PC platform. We're going to get there. Trust me. One day. In 20 years, somebody will go back and hear this podcast and go, wow, that guy was right. That that just tells me, wait, our podcast is still up in 20 years? <laughs> I know. Hopefully, I'll be around in 20 years. Wow. Hey, <laughs> I'm just saying, man. I, know, we, we, I don't know. I don't even know what's going to happen in the next year. So who knows what's going to happen in 20? All right. Please, we lived it through two supposedly dark dark ages and apparently uh, world-ending events. I think we'd be okay. Uh... <laughs> Never. No, why did you say that? Dude, you just... Politics. Just, I'll just say politics. It's not just that, that, but like, dude, you just tripped the alarm. You know, you never say, oh, it can't possibly get worse than this. It always can get worse than this. <laughs> I mean, again, I'm just quoting from the witch. I'm just quoting Geralt. I'm just quoting Geralt. Again, we live through 
I don't care who you're quoting. There are rules you don't break, and one of them is you never say it can't get possibly get worse than this. It always can get worse. Okay. Anyway. All right, Murphy's Law, fine. Exactly. Anything that can happen will happen. Period. Moving on. And you know what? That's a perfect segue because guess what? There was a fire at Nintendo's headquarters. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just to be clear, there was no, no one harmed. There was only like light property damage. But in Kyoto, with the main development offices of Nintendo, there was a fire on the third floor of the building. Apparently, a charged device started the fire. Apparently, not sure how that works, but okay. Um, but the the. It set a lot of desks on fire. The employees were able to put it out. The fire department was called to figure out what happened, but no one was harmed. Thank goodness. But, like, that's got it. There's a story behind there. There is a story <laughs> about, you know, like, some guy who charged his phone wrong or was charging up the computer <laughs> wrong and, like, sparks went flying. He was still using one of those old Samsung notes. There you go. Ah. Yeah, and then they were trying to put it out in various ways and, like, the desk kept getting on fire. You know, I want to know the story. Like, again, I'm, I, I'm totally glad no one was hurt. It was clearly contained within a good amount of time. Because, uh, you know, the whole building didn't burn down. There would have been a real, st- the big story. Um, but, like, that, I, I was talking about this to somebody else, and I was like, that's not the day you expect at Nintendo. You expect, you know, your computer to crash because of some glitch in a system. You expect, uh, you know, to not get as much work done because, you know, you found something in the system that, you know, you have to backtrack and redo something over again. You don't expect to go to work and say, you know what, I think a fire is going to break out because someone charged something wrong. You know? <laughs> it's like, honey, how was your day at Nintendo? Well, <laughs> I mean, it could have been a rat, cat, nibbling at a cable, dog, true. too. Rat, that, that, that's true. That could have caused a short circuit. Good point. Good point. But it's just like, you don't expect a fire at a game company. Like, could, it be a, could it be a faulty power supply? It went poof, poof. Mm-hmm, Good, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, Good point. Mm-hmm. Good point. Like I said, like when I when I when I read the article, it wasn't like fully confirmed what happened, but it said it was believed that it was because of a charged device, and that's what I was like. But how though? How does a charged device lead to a fire? So, but you're right. Could have been a bad cable. It could be a short circuit. You know, there's a, there's a lot of reasons. I'm just glad that it was contained. No one was hurt, and life at Nintendo went on. Mm-hmm, because mm-hmm, the last thing is that we need you know things to get pricey oh segue speaking of prices <laughs> that's why i'm the host um with everything that is going on with the nintendo switch and its sales and its production and of course the uh, semiconductor shortage is still plaguing the world a lot of people were curious about whether the uh, price would go up to kind of you know facilitate keep growth going in its own way uh, Nintendo President Shintaro Furukawa said, we will work out the best strategy as we go along. We're doing our best to procure high-quality products as well as uh, keep it at an appropriate price with an eye toward the new next few years. And he elaborated later saying he will not raise the price of the Nintendo Switch. So you do not have to worry about that. Inflation will not be affecting our game consoles. Thank God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, if you're going to raise the Nintendo Switch price right now, for, for, hypothetically, that's just like, what the heck are you doing? Of course you keep everything at a price. Like, you think with everything happening right now, like gas prices, bags of chips, and everything else goes going up, you want us to like, fork even more for, for a game console. Yeah. And pencil like, prices. Yeah. Wait, <laughs> prices? I love pencils. Everything's going up. Everything. Okay. Well, I mean, I would, okay, well, technically gas is finally starting to go down, but you know, your point... Technically, your point, yeah, yeah, fine, fine, fine. 
Like, trust me, my mom, when she gets her groceries, like, Todd, that used to be $3, now it's four fifty. Oh my gosh, Todd, look, they raised the prices by another 50 cents, and I'm like, okay, mom. <laughs> I, I believe her, don't get me wrong, and uh, John Oliver did a great piece on inflation. If you don't know what inflation is, go look up the John Oliver video on that. It is a beautiful breakdown, and I, I honestly learned things. That's why I watch his show. Um... Also, he somehow married a cabbage in the last episode. I'm still trying to process that one, but let's just move on. <laughs> so, uh, and that, sadly, we have to talk about a bad thing about Nintendo. And, and Will, I know you know more about this than me. Uh, Nintendo has been going through some very serious accusa- accusations as yep. of late. Yep, unfortunately, as with the game industry, it's not just like Blizzard as well. Unfortunately, Nintendo themselves has also been called with the accusation of, sex- of sexual assault. Yeah, uh, harassment or cases uh, happening in the companies. And as right now, we did get a statement from Doug Bowser himself saying that we are in- currently investigating all of these reports of sexual allegations, which, again, unfortunately, yeah, it's kind of prevalent here in the game industry from Ubisoft to Blizzard. Now with Nintendo, they ain't safe either. So if these if these allegations are true, then yeah. I don't understand why wow this continues to be a thing keep your hands to yourself keep your jocks in your pants be respectful to females and keep it rolling i i don't understand what is going on with our culture i don't understand what's going on with companies especially companies that have pr or pr she's hr that are supposed to be protecting the company from this kind of crap and protecting employees if i'm being harassed and i go to hr it is your job to protect me not to brush it under the rug. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and when mm-hmm. I found out about this article, I was infuriated because not because you hear this happening a lot, you kind of unfortunately get immune to this stuff, right, right, right. but it's Nintendo. It's like you're the last bastion. You should not be the one going through this. And when I heard this, I was like, you gotta be kidding me, Nintendo. Right. And you got right. this nonsense with this red bad stuff. And I'm like, are you serious? Yeah, unfortunately, Nintendo is definitely one of those companies that, yeah, as I said, you you would never expect something like this, like the the family friendly company of Nintendo to like have something like this happening. You censored all my games and you're doing this? Are you serious, Nintendo? Right, right, mm. right. And like, unfortunately, we do like with like the whole uh, kit and and cat of uh, th- those two from the Nintendo Minute who left Nintendo a while back. It, it's like, yeah. N- even like now with the departure of Reggie Fils-Aimé as CEO and now with Doug Bowser taking the realms, it's like I just wonder like if these again if these allegations are true, like how long has it been? Is it was it just hidden under the rug for so long? And like was what was it under if it was still under Reggie Fils-Aimé's uh, management? Yeah, like just what it was happening. And that's again. a terrible thing to think about because it's like Reggie, if this was happening under your watch, dude, what were you doing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. For me, this is. I heard about the story too, and it just it depresses me. And and I I am going to echo a lot of what Keith says. How are we not better at this point? I mean, I consider myself lucky. I was raised by two good parents who taught me, uh, you know how to treat people. And don't get me wrong, I could be an idiot. I can say bad things to both guys and gals because I I I'm an idiot. But I've never gone that far. Not once, not ever. And one of the reasons I, I know I didn't is because if I did and I got caught, my parents would have killed me. 
Mm-hmm. They killed you a beaten. They gave you a beaten. Oh no, they would have just killed me. Well, you, you've not met my mother. Okay, she can be very passionate about some things, and she's like, she would have just like beaten me to a pulp, shouting at me. I didn't raise you this way. I didn't raise you this way. Did and then it? you you look at these companies like Nintendo, which is like Will said, the family company. This is the company that you know once thought that oh no one's gonna buy Smash Brothers because we're not known for our violence. You know that they even believe that own stigma about them. And, you, like, how could they allow this to happen? And we ran a story maybe a year ago, I think, about uh, Nintendo wanting to open their doors to more female employees, which I said at the time, mm. why haven't you done that earlier? But this creates a fear, because if this can happen at Nintendo, it can happen anywhere, which we should already know, but it, this just reinforces the point. And... This should be stopped at the highest of levels immediately and never slipped under the rug. I was someone who, uh, I was not harassed in this particular way, but I was harassed, and the HR guy did jack squat. I was literally brought in before the president and the vice president of the company, both of which I knew in very different ways, but they said, Todd, are you sure you're being harassed? They literally asked me that question. Are you sure you were being harassed? They weren't just joking around. I'm like, I know what harassment is. I went through high school, okay? I was the kid that got bullied in high school. I know what harassment is. And I'm a guy, I'm, I'm just break kayfabe. I am a totally pale white dude, and I was going through this, and I know the ladies have it worse than me. Absolutely. So if Nintendo is doing this, if Blizzard is doing this, if I heard Riot Games was doing this, and so on and so forth, if our own game, and don't even get started on like, the toxic community that is online with like Overwatch and all of them, how are we not better than this? How have we come so far and yet not come far enough? Like, how? Why? Well, there's a lot of reasons for that, but yes, we don't is. have enough time to do right, that. Right, That's right. a whole other podcast. I mean, probably could probably exp expand more in the spectator mode if anything else. So yeah, yeah. the 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 TLDR is lack of respect yes. and power complex. Yes, mm -hmm. there you go. Mm -hmm. And believe that someone is better than another, which is something I am vehemently against. I do not believe anyone is better than anybody. You could be better skilled at some at something. You can be better taught. You can be uh, have a better a natural ability, but you are not better as a whole. I am not better than Will. I am the host. But I am not better than Will. That's a difference. I joke with him because I, he is my friend. He knows I am. I, I, I consider him a friend. Same with Tyler. I rag on them because that's what I take on a personality as the host. I try and be slightly jerkish at times, but they know that I dig them, even though Will does creep me out at times. You know it's true, Will. <laughs> you know it's true. And Keith knows I respect him to high heaven, especially for all the things he's done for me in terms of you know getting me games to review for the website. I think you're just crazy. You well, certainly respect me. <laughs> thank you. He's, and he's seen, he's seen pictures of my hair. He knows how... how you know, big of course, who, who hasn't seen your, your profile? Of course. Uh, wow. So many, Will. So, so many. Wow. I believe you're harassing him right now. <laughs> <laughs> but we trust each other. And I know, and Keith knows this because he's had to deal with this. But if there was someone on our website that was harassing someone else, oh. I would trust Keith to deal with it. We've had to deal with it in the past. Yeah, and it was not fun. It was not fun. It wasn't. And if there is a problem, I know I can go to Keith. And I can trust him to get, at the very least, enough done to put us in a stalemate situation. That I don't have to worry about the harassment. I just don't have to deal with this person. But I would not. I would. I know Keith would never sweep anything under the rug. And that should how it be at Nintendo. That should be how it, it should be at Blizzard. That should be how it basic be decency. Yes. Exactly. Basic decency. Exactly. Yes. Everywhere. 
Be excellent. No excuse. Be excellent to each other. It shouldn't be that hard. Yeah, like all those years ago, like from villain said, be excellent to each other and party on, on this. What? How did I not get this thing from nine, 20, 30 years now? It's just like, wait, uh, wait, Will, you're telling me someone doesn't listen to Keanu Reeves? Whoa. <laughs> they, if you don't even listen to Keanu Reeves, by all means, something is definitely wrong with you. Well, just, just remember, there's, there's three kinds of people in this world. There's good people. There's bad people, and there's people from Florida. Moving on. Uh, <laughs> and I have, oh, an aunt, I have an aunt in Florida. All right, I'm just, I'm just saying. I feel uh, bad for your aunt. <laughs> I feel bad for her too. I do. All right, to our main event, and I will have to get Keith a little caught up because he he got in a little late. Uh, as we noted earlier, Pokémon Tournament DX is free right now on the Nintendo Switch from now until the 31st, and it's 30% off if you buy the game in that trial time. Definitely go and try it out, see if you like it, and then get it if you do. It, it is a fun fighting game. The problem with the game was always the roster. And I say that in a fair way, because this is a fighting game. This is a fighting Pokemon game. And yet there are characters in here that just don't belong in this kind of a title. Charizard. M maybe. Uh, mainly, mainly if you get Charizard X because he has the Claws ability. Uh, Suicune. One of my favorite Pokemon. Doesn't belong in a fighting game. Why is Chandelure in here? It's a freaking chandelier. It's a ghost-type Pokemon that doesn't even have... Like, you can say Gengar belongs in there because he can do physical attacks. Mewtwo, fine, because Mewtwo's a boss and Mewtwo can do certain moves. Uh, Blaziken, perfect Pokemon in there. Empoleon, sure, I'll accept it. Gardevoir, why is she in there? She's a psychic-type. She's the enemy to fighting-type Pokemon. So... If there is a sequel, and for the record, there has been no speculation on the Pokemon Tournament DX, but if there was, what Pokemon should be in there to make it a better all-around fighting Pokemon game? Keith and Well, let's be game makers. Hey, by the way, folks, if you're listening to this podcast again, remember the part that I said I've never played Pokemon? Yes. And he's asking me a Pokemon question. Yes! I Just <laughs> keep that in mind. Play the music! And I'll let you. I will let you go last, Keith, so you can look up Pokemon to put in here. <laughs> but let's talk about Pokemon that could be in this Pokemon fighting game that feels like they belong in the game. Because all all I'm asking for is this: it does not have to be specifically fighting type Pokemon. That that is a trap you will fall into. It does not um... need to be in there because there are other Pokemon like we Weavile. Weavile is a very good. Uh, mattress because it has claws it does great physical attacks and whatnot but then you look at gardevoir and that's a psychic type it's not meant to be physical it's meant to attack from long distances suicune is uh, is an all fours pokemon why is why is that in there you know i want pokemon to be in this game that feel like they were made to be in a fighting type or in a fighting focused game and the obvious one is incineroar all right. And yes, we have it with Smash Brothers, but now imagine that Pokemon more unleashed in Pokemon Pokemon Tournament 2. All right. And they and they did have an Alola Pokemon in here, but it was Decidueye. I mean, not the worst choice. Um but it was just wasn't it didn't feel right. Yes, it had the archery skills, but that didn't feel like it belonged in this game. But but Incineroar is physical. It's in your face. It does do fire type moves, but most of its moves are are hand to hand combat, like a Machamp, which is obvious, an obvious choice for the game. And Incineroar totally belongs in this in this title, but it's not. So put him in the sequel. 
Yeah, yeah, like the Incineroar is like, it just feels like there was a lot of different Pokemon that was like, should be obviously interesting. Of course, naturally, you can't put in due to developmental time, the roster whatsoever, yada, 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 and moveset creations and all that, sure. But yeah, Incineroar, I feel like was definitely, one, definitely a, a good clear pick. It should have been. Yeah, yeah. What about you, Will? Do you have a pick? Well, personally, I'm just going to go for the bottom, bottom of the barrel here. And again, I'm the Gen 1, Gen 1 here. I know. Like, as you said right. earlier, like, we, we are we don't have to be fighting times. But the fact they don't include these two Pokemon is a, is, is a, is, is a crime. Uh, Hitmonchan or Hitmonlee. Boom. Love like, it. Like, those two were the original. Again, Jackie Chan or, like, yeah, Jackie Chan and as well, um, Bruce yeah, Bruce Lee. Lee. Yeah, like, those two. Orange Pokemon. Why weren't they part of it? Like, they, those two were pretty much the fighting game Pokemon when we all started out in Gen 1. And, like, you don't involve the OGs of Hitmonchan or Hitmonlee in this game. It's, like, it, it's, it's a crime. It's, a, it's an absolute crime. We don't add those two. I mean, Hitmonchan was, again, a boxing Pokemon. Pure fighter. You could easily be the Brawly. Um, yeah, the Brawly of Street Fighter in, in this game. But, no, you don't have it. And Hitmonlee, kicker, fame kicker, all that. You don't include this thing. In, in a fighting Pokemon game, like objection, he's calling out too many characters. <laughs> well, I never said how many you could or couldn't call out. Name but... them all, Will, so I don't have to name any. Please. <laughs> Thank you. Again, I, I'm only just speaking because again, I'm, I'm the only one who played with Gen One. It, it's just really like it's just a crime. Uh, yeah, I I can dig that. Uh, that that is an obvious one. They're they're the they're they were some of the original fighting game Pokemon, and if you want to go even more Gen One, put Primeape in there. Ah, yep, ah, yep. Another Pokemon with actual boxing gloves. So, like, how were they not in there? Uh, I'll, I'll go next just to save Keith some embarrassment. Uh, <laughs> two one two water type starters that should be in the game: Feraligatr and Greninja. Okay, okay, okay. Seriously, okay. I was going to say that. Oh, really? What the heck? Yeah. Feraligatr or Greninja? Greninja. Okay, well that well Greninja's obvious because he's he's like the ninja ninja. So, like and, and again, yes, he was a Smash Brothers character, but that just means he's perfect for this game—a mix of physical attacks, uh, special abilities. He would be that really hard to hit character, but then when you hit him, he would get a lot of damage. So you, you know, you you as the player would have to make sure that just thinking about him. I'm sorry to cut you off. Just no, thinking no, no. about him as a fighting game character in Pokemon really has a lot of potential. Yes. Like again, he was great in Smash, but like imagine him in like an unleashed setting. Like like look at what they did with Machamp. Like they they did the punch where he could punch like a thousand times in two seconds, like which is a Pokedex entry reference. They showed that in the game, and then it was later to use in Death Battle, which is why he beat up Goro. Yay me! Uh, that was a great episode, one of my favorites of all time. But like this game can allow you to show their moves in ways that make them seem more like the Pokemon, like we see in the anime. That, that versatility, that power, that overwhelming ability. And Feraligatr, I think, would be great just because that's a large Pokemon. And that's one where he doesn't move a lot, but he will drill you with damage. He's got the claws. He can do water attacks to push you away. And then you come in close and he swipes you. He's got his tail, which he could totally use against you. Um, and I just feel it's obvious. I would, have ha I would rather have had... Him versus Empoleon. And I know that they probably kept Empoleon because of the steel type and add some Sinnoh Pokemon in there. I just think for Alligator was more built for this. So I know I took your pick, Keith, but do you have another? No. No. You took my pick. 
It happens. So that's what I, I mean. I am a. I am clearly the Pokemon master of the group. <laughs> ah. All right. Uh, here, here's another Gen One for you. How about Kangaskhan? Okay. 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 Yeah, I'm talking like I, I want attacks, kind of like uh, what was the kangaroo in Tekken? Um, there was a kangaroo character. In was it Jack? No, not Jack. Was it Joey? No, no that's no. I want to know who's the character. I want to know who's the kangaroo in Tekken. Uh, Keith, you know you're the second guy, I believe, right? Say again. Who's the kangaroo in Tekken? the kangaroo character in Tekken? Oh man. That's okay. I'm looking him up. Uh, Roger, Roger Jr. Yeah, I was yeah. confusing it with uh, the one at Streets of Rage because Streets of Rage says a kangaroo and this Rue. <laughs> oh, so they went to Winnie the Pooh route. Okay, um, but like Kangaskhan would be fun, and then imagine fighting as the mother Kangaskhan, and then the baby comes out and does some damage as well. Like, think of the visual. That would be so much fun, and they and they could do Mega Evolution with that Kangaskhan just to have even more fun. There, there are Pokemon out there that totally. Like, I just can't get over Chandelure. Like, who? What? What was the pitch in that meeting? Okay, we need something totally different. Okay, how about another Ghost type Pokemon? Yeah, we got a lot of great Ghost Pokemon. Who do we want? How about Chandelure? I mean, if you think that's beyond the realm of anything, I got something for you. Okay. You ever play? Uh, did you play the Sega Saturn? Not in my lifetime. No. Okay. Wait, hold on. I, if I did, it was because someone else had it. Okay, Sega Saturn had a really amazing, but also really an orthodox fighting game called Fighters Megamix. And in Fighters Megamix, God, I love that game. One of the characters was the Daytona car from Daytona USA. Think about that for a second. Well, I remember in Marvel vs. Capcom 2, they had that cactus character from like that super obscure game, whatever it was. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. So like But this was a car. I mean a car. car. He kicked with car. wheels. Like what the heck? Nah. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. What about you? Would you have another one? Like this one I kind of feel is like an oddball choice because the first thing that actually popped in my mind, I I would have argued for Snorlax. Like yeah! what the that... heck is Snorlax gonna do? He's just, well okay, if you've seen the anime, Ash has got a really mobile Snorlax. Like he's got one that would swim. He caught him in the Orange Islands, and the Snorlax would literally swim from island to island like an Olympic swimmer, like this cannon. And then he would eat all the fruit on all the trees of the island, and then he would swim to the next island. And then mm -hmm. he also won a sumo contest. So right, right, right. So you guys can up like definitely that heavy, uh, heavyweight like uh, like E Honda of sorts. Which, Hariyama. That's who we. Need. Oh yeah. Haruyama. I mean, that's that's the E Honda Pokemon. He's literally a sumo wrestler, and his big move is his hands doing like the E Honda uh, karate slaps. Uh, yeah, yeah, slaps. Dang it! What's the what's the what's the word? Um, oh, I had the move. I'll, I'll look it up. But yeah, <laughs> he has like the E Honda like arm thrust. There he is, arm thrust, and like that would be his big thing. I'm like, where's Haruyama? I mean, putting Chandelure, but not Haruyama. He's a literal sumo wrestler fighter. Like, come on. <laughs> here. Yeah, it's like it's so much of the Pokemon like that was obviously could better pick. I mean, granted, yes, you put in Chandelure, all these things, Krognuck, Dark Ride, like obviously these obvious non-fighter types that you yeah, sure just to mix it up with it. But at the same time, you want to like 
want to throw us the, the most easiest ones that actually works very well, like what we said before with Snorlax, Hitmonchan, Lee, just like all these things. And I'm heck, I'm just only talking to Gen, Gen ones, like. And yeah, like I'm pretty sure, like, even at the later gens, there are definitely much more clear fi fighter types that actually are worthy of a pick. But then again, this is Pokemon DX, so maybe we're just sticking to the first two or even three generations. Like, yeah, well, or at least up to Chandelure. Well, no, they, well, no, they had remember uh, the situation was Alola, so that's Gen Seven. Uh, okay, so, okay, okay, okay. And if, if we're going two, we're going all the way up to Galar. So there's 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 options in there. I, I, that's why I know Keith is struggling because he's like, "There's so many Pokemon I could pick, Todd." I know, Keith. I know. I'm <laughs> just going Pokemon. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Again, we we picked out this main event before we knew you were actually coming on, so we didn't know that you know you wouldn't be able to contribute as much as we we usually ask of you. So that's that's partially on me, also on you, but mainly on me. So, uh, let's see. I, I'm literally looking up like lists that state. Uh, what one could be in a Pokemon tournament? So, oh, there was one Graplock. That was one I w I wanted to look up. This is a, this was a character that uh, a Pokemon that B uses in her gym battles, and it's not a water type. It's actually a fighting type, despite it being a octopus. And if you watch the anime, it's really fierce fighter when when commanded correctly. Like it does a move. Uh, that literally like squeezes the life out of you, and it did that to Riolu and Lucario, and not to mention Pikachu. And so that would be another that'd be another grappling character. So grapple and throw, and that would be a very intimidating character. Or how about Surfetched? Yeah, Sword and Shield Pokemon. That'd be perfect, and that's a, that's a normal type. So and that it's got a very distinctive look. It would have a very different mood set because of its Sword and Shield abilities. Uh. See, we're, I'm, I'm trying to stay away from starters because you already have plenty of them in there. Because, uh, you know, everyone's saying, like, oh, Inteleon! Yeah, but no, not really. Okay, I just want to note that there is a bug Pokemon called Orbital. Uh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's I literally a from. flying saucer ladybug. Like, really? <laughs> I mean, I know this is a past episode, but, like, there are some really weird Pokemon, man. <laughs> There's some really weird Pokemon out there. So, I don't know. But there, there's a, the point here, ladies and gentlemen, is that there are a lot of Pokemon that could be in a Pokemon tournament too, and who knows? Maybe if the free trial goes well and the Pokemon tournament goes, well, championships are going on right now, it goes well. Maybe Nintendo will say, "Hey, you know what? Maybe we should make a Pokemon tournament too." I will not be opposed to that. I mean, considering all the other titles that are making Pokemon a lot of money right now, they probably have enough room to spare on a Pokemon tournament. Too. <laughs> Haven't you gotten to Scarlet and Violet, and you know that's going to sell like tens of millions? It's so, the Pokemon fandom. Of course they're going to buy it, yes. So, uh, if you have an idea on uh, what Pokemon should be in Pokemon Tournament 2, do let us know. Uh, remember, it doesn't have to be a fighting-type Pokemon. It could just be a Pokemon that has a fighting style or a look or a moveset that would really work in this game. But just think fighting games versus just random Pokemon. Because, again, why is Chandelure in there? Seriously. Why? Why? <laughs> Moving on. And with that, we are ending this episode of the Nintendo Entertainment Podcast. Do let us know all of your thoughts on uh, the upcoming Pokemon Scarlet and Violet news and what you think are going to be coming. Were you one of the million people who bought uh, Three Hopes? And how have you been enjoying that? Do you want a universal controller uh, for all systems? And 
Uh, again, what do you what Pokemon do you think should be in Pokemon Tournament 2? Let us know in the comments below. So, for Koopa Keith, Warrior Will, I am Triforce Tyler. Dang it! Oh, so close! Ah! Oh, so close! I'm, oh, I'm gonna get over I'm gonna get there, gentlemen. I'm gonna get there. I am Triforce Todd. Ladies and gentlemen, we are out of time. We are not allies. We made it to the end of the level. So, raise the flag!